I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome my radiant friend, Ray Kalnan, who is a past life regressioner as well as a future life progressioner. She's also an angelic Reiki master, an angel card reader, and the creator of the video podcast, Angels and Destiny. She is a lovely woman whose services I have sought personally and thoroughly benefited from. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hello, Ray. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's so wonderful to have you here. It's so wonderful to be switching seats and have you on a guest on my show after you so graciously had me as a guest on yours. Yes, it's 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 always it's always interesting and fun when when it's swapped round and I'm actually a guest on someone's show and I get to see how they do, how they will do their show. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Right? Yeah, it's always interesting to to shift that perspective mm-hmm. and have that different experience. Uh, and you've you've been doing your show for a while. It goes strong, and you do it every week. Yeah, yeah, it's been going since two thousand October two thousand eighteen. Um, every, every Monday, 8 p.m. UK time. Yeah, um, with a, a guest, either a live guest or if I don't have a guest, me talking about something um, or pre-recorded. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've had I've had many wonderful guests, including yourself. And the topics have just been so amazing. Yeah, they're fantastic. It's such a it's such a great show, and you do such a wonderful job of really allowing people to to share about their unique gifts and to find their way towards their their life's purpose. To kind of share about that journey and help them along towards it. I know you definitely helped me with that. You know, being on your show. Um, well, it's, it's what do we call it? It's a, it's a video show. It's. A, I feel yeah, like a video, video podcast, right? I feel like there should be like a, a hybrid name. There, it must exist, like a vodcast <laughs> or something like that. Where it's because I was because you say podcast and people automatically think the, just the audio, but this this you know videos are all the rage. It's it's actually I've done more of those than a podcast. Vidcast. Uh, Ooh, vidcast. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You coined it. Okay, good job. Good job. So yeah, that, that show is wonderful. It, it, um, you know, we did mine sort of on a whim. I remember we had planned it like months out. It was going to be in like May. And this was back in January that you would ask me to be a guest. And then I remember you emailed me on, I think it was Saturday and you said, Hey, my guest on Monday, this coming Monday, February 1st, um, can't make it. Do you want to do it? And I thought, Okay. I was a little nervous, but I thought, you know what? This is this is when you step up, right? When when something yeah. comes in, kind of a divine gift is what I th- th- thought of it as. And it absolutely was because that was the very first time that I ever spoke publicly um, and just in general dialogue with someone about the true work that I feel is my soul's calling and my life's purpose. Aside from, you know, professionally, I'm a therapist, yet the work that I truly yearn to do and bring forth in this world is what I shared about in your show. 
So it was so exciting. And your format just so beautiful. It was so easy to share. I felt so confident about it. I, you know, I liked the way the picture looked, the quality was all good. So thank you for being the amazing vidcaster that you are and for holding that up. You're, you're welcome. You, um, you know, you would never guess that you've never done it before. Oh, thank you. That's good to hear. <laughs> so tell the audience a little bit more about what you do speak of in your, in your vidcast, but also what, what do you do in your work? What, who is Ray this day, this age, who have you come to be, you know, that now that I, you know, you've made it, you are doing the work of your soul. You are doing your life's purpose work. Yeah, I, I am. And I absolutely love it. I'm, I mean, with the show, I mean, the show is called Angels and Destiny. Um, and the, one of the reasons for the, or the reason for that is, you know, I, I love working with angels um, and I love helping people on their destiny. So it kind of like made sense to call the show Angels um, and Destiny. <laughs> and, and, and the guests I have, you know, I've had, um, you know, guests that have shared their own personal story spiritual stuff, um, uh, business stuff, you know, you know, it's what, 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 whatever will empower women, um, it, it kind of like the conversations with, with my guests. And it is more of a conversation than actually an interview, because as you said, I like my guests to actually expand on what they do and how they do it and their story. Um, because I think it brings a brilliant dynamic and people learn about things. So even if I have two guests who do the same thing, how they talk about it will be completely different, which means they will then um, attract maybe somebody who wasn't attracted to the first person. So that message gets out there, mm-hmm. which is, which is you know, why I think every therapist, every person doing spiritual work, light work or whatever, there's enough for everyone and there shouldn't be any competitions or anything. We should just all work together because someone who resonates um, with me might not resonate with someone else who, who does what I do, or they might resonate with them, but not with me, but you want to get that message out there. Um, you, you, you know, when you think when um, Doreen Virtue was doing, you know, Doreen Virtue, Diane Cooper, you either resonated with one or with the other, mm-hmm. but both, both, both are the same message. Um, but what I, I do um, on how I help uh, people, especially women, find their life purpose is I use a mixture of angelic reiki, huge life progression, past life regression, angel oracle cards, guided meditations and hypnosis. So I either use them as a combination um, on a program or sometimes just as an, as an individual, depending what what somebody needs to know um, in their life or whether they need a, you know, they need a healing, they need to connect with the angels more. They want to see what their future is and experience that and bring that energy back. Or they've got past life stuff that they, they want to deal with. Um, or they just want to give the left side of their brain, you know, something to do so their right side of their brain can actually come out and relax and go on a journey, um, maybe to gain some information or maybe just have a good sleep. (laughs) Which is so important. Yeah, that there's a, you know, there's a relief that can happen when you tap into some of that, um, you know, that stored um, whatever it is, is whether it's a wounding from a past life, um, a preoccupation from a past life that's living on in this life. And I would ask, 
Um, you know, I, I definitely want to speak a bit in a moment about my experience working with you. I got to do a past and a future life progression. So cool. I'd never heard of future life progression before. That was rad. That was so cool. And I saw <laughs> it too. I saw it. I was like, oh, th- whoa, <laughs> there I am in the future. Uh, it was really powerful. Um, yet, you know, I, I find myself often wondering, there are so many different, you know, sources at this point of what causes our current situation, our current struggles, right? And especially Mm -hmm. as you get into some of the more esoteric stuff, it's like, okay, is this past life trauma? Is it like womb trauma? Is it, you know, this, that, or the other thing? Is it, it, you know, of this life? Is it my childhood trauma? It's so hard to discern. So do you have any insight for for listeners about, you know, when when do we know where it might be a past life issue? Is there any way to know? Um, If you've got a continuing pattern and... And, and you notice that it's the same pattern that, keep, that keeps being repeated. That's normally an indication of um, some past life. And then you kind of like have to look back and think, okay, in my childhood, did I have this same pattern? Did my mum have this pattern? Were my female relatives, did, or my father, you know, did anyone in my family have this pattern? Um, and if they, they don't, then the chances are that it's a past life the, where the issue may, may have come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I work, I will always take a person back to um, a past life um, that pertains to the issue they, they feel they've got at, in this current time. Um, and then they will then go back childhood or they'll go back to a previous lifetime without a preconceived idea of where they're going back. And also sometimes what they think the issue may be when they go back to a past life is not what caused the issue. So so say like someone's um, rather overweight, they eat a lot. They might think they've been starved in a a past life. So they want to go back and they want to clear that and heal that so they stop eating. But it could be like one of my clients and actually she went back to the 1700s and she wasn't starved. You know, she was a fairly normal lady, um, you know, and she lived to an oldish age as they, you know, to what the old age they did in that time. And I, I, I tend to take people um, just past death so they can look back on, on that life. And she basically... Her biggest regret in that lifetime was she didn't do anything with her life. She procrastinated. She just let life drift her by without doing anything. And how that related to her current life, there were things she wanted to do, like around do tarot readings for people, but she wasn't. So what's she doing? She'd sit there, she'd snack on biscuits rather than doing the, the, the readings. So by going back um, and telling that past life that she thought maybe she'd been starved in, Mm-hmm. She she cut down on the biscuits and she started doing tarot readings for people. So sometimes what you think it is isn't necessarily what it is, but it's a good idea to actually look at patterns that you might keep repeating and have been repeating for a little while, and that will tell you um, whether. And then look back at your childhood and your family. If the patterns really aren't there, then it's um, uh, past life. 
if patterns are there from your childhood or family members, then the chances are that it's it's happened from your current lifetime, but back when you were a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for those who haven't done any form of a past life regression, um, I got into them a few years ago. And the thing I find so powerful is that for me, when I, when I get into one, it feels like a movie starts playing like a movie reel and you just start seeing, you know, sort of the story unfold and you know, it it's you, you know, that it was an experience you had. And, um, the ones that I've done, it's interesting because each one, um, it seems like I've basically had a progression of lifetimes that where I was the same archetype. I'm a woman who's very determined with a vision and a mission. But what I've found is that which with each regression I did, there was some serious um, letdown or disappointment or abandonment. Um, and and in various ones, um, I was trying to speak my truth. In each lifetime, I was trying to come with a message that was trying to help people heal and to see the truth of who we are every lifetime. And in a few of them, I was brutally shut down and, you know, my, my family abandoned me. People left me. I, and I had many, um, various regressions where I had a strong sense of a, a romantic companion where I could almost, and with those, I couldn't, I didn't see it as much, but I felt it. I felt like this energy that was with me and, and it, I just started bawling because I could just feel that I had this strong connection and it left me. And it makes a lot of sense because, I do have patterns in this lifetime that I can't quite figure out, which is a, a reluctance to engage in, in certain relationship or a reluctance to speak my truth, to speak my voice. And some stuff has happened in this lifetime, yet it's so strong that I've always wondered, you know, what's going on here? So it really puts the pieces together. And the regression I did with you was fascinating because it it offered, as you know, each regression will do, a missing piece of the puzzle, which for me, um, you know, I have lineage heritage back to uh to England to the UK my family's from Scotland Ireland England and the regression I did with you was when I immigrated for the first time to America yeah. and I was a part of a, a prestigious family in the UK this was all in my regression and I so I was very much in love with someone when when you first you know, brought me into the regression I was meeting with someone secretly in the woods and basically they told me I'm not going to go with you. I was saying, okay, it's time. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to start a new life because I have a vision. I have a mission. And they said, I'm sorry, I, I can't go. And it was just this strong feeling. And, I, and so I took off on my own um, with this independent spirit, but I was totally heartbroken. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really interesting because it just, you know, these things stay with us. Our soul um, holds all the, the secrets and truths of our, all of our experiences in the cosmos and in the universe. And, you know, it's not, just this one life that's impacting us that we live now. And when we try to think that way, it really limits our scope and our comprehension. So it's so beautiful that someone like you does this work for people because it truly does turn on these lights and connects the dots in ways that, you know, even as a therapist, I can say that it's limited. You're, you're working up on the, you know, the surface level, pretty much. I, I think that therapy is beautiful in so many ways, yet it is limited because you're not getting deep. And, and that's why I'm such a proponent. That's why I have this podcast, the Women Waken podcast, because I believe so deeply that the sooner our world starts to embrace and uncover multiple ways to tap into uncovering our hurts and our pains and really allowing us to find some freedom and peace, we're going to have a totally different experience of life. Right? Yeah, ab absolutely. And then and once you start recognizing 
um, those those issues, they then start clearing, which makes your your current life so much easier. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for anyone listening who hasn't checked it out, I encourage everyone to to try out a regression or a progression if you're more curious about, because maybe if you are stuck, the progression can help you see, oh, that's where I can get. That's what's coming. I just need to do, you know, some of the groundwork to get there. But sometimes when you know what, what it waits you, it can be kind of motivating. Yeah. And and that's, that's the beauty with future life progression, because when we take you into the future, whether it's five years, 10 years or a future lifetime, you actually get to see and feel and actually step into your future you. So how they think, how they talk, how they act, um, and you can get advice from them. You know, if you say you go five years into the future, um, if you continue with what you're doing, you can ask yourself, you know, if you're not happy in five years' time, you can ask yourself in five years' time, okay, what changes should um, should I have made? Mm-hmm. You know, so so that my life will be so much different now. And then you get the information, and then you go on another five years to ten years in the future, and you've made those changes, and you get to see you know, how how your life has progressed, how much better it is. And you get to step into that use yourself in 10 years time and you take on the energy and you bring the energy back into your current time, which then allows you to start bringing those things sooner. So rather than it happening in 10 years, it can come in, come in um, a, lot, a lot quicker. You know, I had um, a friend of mine who actually did a future life progression with me and she saw herself uh, moving uh, to the north. So sort of like Yorkshire way, cottage, working for a friend. Um, you know, she was really excited, excited about it. And then um, a couple of months later, her friend offered her a job up in Yorkshire. No. Yeah, up in Yorkshire. <laughs> um, and she's literally, um, I was actually with, where, um, with her, I gave her a little um goodbye gift of a hanging angel um and she's moving up um uh, in Bowell by the end of April she's she's moving up there and that's how quick these things can come in and I was doing training this weekend um teaching future life progression so I, I can teach people to become practitioners as well you, you do trainings you teach I train oh, yes it is in person in person okay yeah okay. It, it, uh, it, it has to be in person, you know, but I'm always looking for an invite to come out to America, just saying. Um, <laughs> on the table. Um, yeah, I can come out there and, and train. Um, that, that's, that, and train people, that's no problem. Um, and she went into a future lifetime because we, because you, because with the training, you actually, um, you, you work with the, with the other students. So you each have a go at taking people forward, backwards, as well as experiencing yourself. And when she was taken to a future lifetime, she actually saw herself kind of like as, um, she wasn't a human, she was some kind of creature, but she had this pinstriped um, suit on, um, which, which she kind of like found fascinating. fascinating. Oh, yeah, I'll say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she's going, I don't know how I got, the, how I got this suit on, I don't really have any hands. <laughs> Um, but anyway, when she went into, um, she then went into a five-year and a ten-year, and in five years she actually saw herself um, g- getting married to uh, 
somebody in wearing a pinstripe, the same as uh, her suit. Then when she went in 10 years, she actually saw herself in that suit again. So she's now going to go and look for that suit. What is the suit? Interesting. Was she she a creature? Eh? She was a creature? She she was some kind of, um, yeah, it's a future lifetime, so possibly on another planet, um, whatever, and and she saw herself in in this um, pinstripe suit and it came through... So she's going to get it. And, you know, and this is how Anne Gersh, who um, sort of like really is the person who's really pushed future life progression out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, she said when she first started doing it, she saw herself talking on stage wearing a navy suit. So she went out and she brought a navy suit. And then within a few months, she was on stage speaking in that navy suit. Oh, there it is. Because you, because you bring back that energy and that excitement Mm-hmm. to the present it allows you to actually manifest it a lot a lot quicker because you're actually experienced because you've actually experienced it and you know and you know what it is yeah. and you know the steps to take to get there yeah I have to go back in my notes and and recall what I was wearing in my future life progression <laughs> progression because I remember I had something but I put it aside I need to go get that outfit yeah. Um, right. Okay. You mentioned future lives all the way into an, onto another planet. Do you often do progressions where people see themselves in another, you know, totally different reality yep. planet? Species? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So they can either be here on earth or another planet or like myself, when I went into my future lifetime, I'm part of the universe. But then I knew that because this is my last incarnation on Earth. So, um, you know, I've, I've had over 300 previous lifetimes since the, since, the, since the beginning, you know. I've done I've done loads, you know, I've done loads of stuff. This is my last incarnation. You know, I'm a bit tired now. This is my last incarnation on Earth. You know, uh, think so? Yeah, I've, it's kind of like something I've always known. And when I had my Akashic Records read, it was actually confirmed in that. And then when I did my future life progression into my next lifetime, I was part of the universe, part of a black hole. Whoa. Whoa. Um, is that a good experience? <laughs> what does that oh, feel like? It was amazing. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, I've, I've come home. It, oh, it was wow. just, well, it's going to be a long time coming because um, be, 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 cause this lifetime I haven't had the major issues that some people have to have that spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and for, and for a while, I kind of like thought I was a little bit of a fraud because you'd hear all these people saying, I've had all these, you know, near death experience. I had all this trauma and then suddenly, you know, the angels started talking to me. I found, um, uh, you know, I found, I found my path and for a little while I was kind of like, nothing like that's ever happened to me, but when I go back into my past lives, I've, because I've done all that stuff, you know, I've been murdered. I've, 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 I've murdered people. I've lost children. You know, I've, I've had everything you can think of, but this lifetime I wasn't having all of that trauma because my role in this lifetime is to help so many people find their life purpose. If I was dealing with all that stuff, it wouldn't happen. You wouldn't have the capacity. And that's the first thing I thought when you said that is that we can't, every lifetime can't be the heavy hitting traumatic, you know, no 
evolution, growing periods where we're really learning from our, our, our hurts and wounds. Um, sometimes a lifetime truly is where we're, we, well, I mean, some would call it reaching a state, a certain level of be mastery, right? I think when we've mastered a lot, we've come through a lot, we get to come into this life where we're, we're more about helping others find the way since we've a little bit found the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and I chose my parents because they were, um, they allowed me and my sister to be who we wanted to be. They never forced any religions or anything on us at all. It was always just as long as you do the best you can, just be who you want to be. And also on the female side of my mum's family, the women live to very old ages because obviously I've got a lot of work to do. So I'm now I'm probably going to be here till I'm at least 100. Well, all right. So, you know, I've, I've still got, I've still got around, you know, many years to go before I actually don't have to come back anymore. So I've got lots of work to do. Yeah. Well, relatively, I mean, here and now a hundred sounds like a lot, but when we, you know, we get into the bigger picture here and you're going to be a black hole in your next lifetime, which I imagine lasts for like trillions of years. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And look how quickly time, time's going now. Yeah. Yep. So you know, you have a beautiful practice that I imagine will only grow and develops and you've got your honed your tools. I'm sure, sure you'll get more in your, in your toolbox and you just have such beautiful gifts to offer, right? So I'm so thankful for you. And I would like you to share a little bit about, um, so I got to do past life pro future life progression, but I also did the angelic Reiki and I had never heard of that before. I've heard of Reiki. I've done Reiki. It's beautiful. Wonderful. It's all kinds of they're clearing out energy and you get all these weird visions and whoa, and you feel all kinds of, you know, lighter and brighter afterwards, but we did angelic Reiki and that was cool, but I hadn't heard of it. Can you share with people about what exactly that is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, is, it is very similar to um, your normal Reiki in that the Reiki symbols are used. But the difference is that the healing is done direct via the angels and the attunements, um, uh, when, when, when you actually have the attunements, are done by the angelic realm. So you don't need to, whereas in uh, normal Reiki, you kind of like need to have master, teacher, pupil. Pupil becomes a teacher, becomes a master. So it's, you can follow the lineage down. With um, angelic Reiki, because it's done by the angelic kingdom, you could you could do one and two, say, train to do one and two with me, but then three and four you could go and do with someone else. Practitioner you could do with someone else because we're not, we don't have any say over the attunement. So it's always done by the um, angelic kingdom. And when it comes, and with normal um, Yasai Reiki, you kind of like place the symbols. You have to know what the symbols are and place them in the person. Whereas with angelic Reiki, you actually don't do any work, which is the actual beauty of it, because you just literally become a bridge between the um, angel and the person that's um, that's having the healing. You you just literally hold that space, become the bridge um, for them to do the work. Because obviously, the angelic kingdom knows much more about what you need than what I or yourself would know. You know, the easiest way to explain it is. If you had to come to me with a sore arm, automatically as a human, you think, okay, let me try and heal that arm. Whereas the angels will come in and they go, actually, we think there's some past life, some emotional issues, some something else. We're going to work on that because that's much more important than fixing the arm. But quite often what you'll find, 
the arm will sort of like heal itself because obviously a lot of physical trauma comes from um, emotional issues um, that, that you that you might have. So, so, so that's really the main difference with um, angelic reiki, and that was um, uh, uh, downloaded by um, Kevin Core and uh, and his wife Christine Core. Um, and that came from Archangel Metatron and uh, Ascended Master Dwell Call. Um, and and Meta, Archangel Metatron called it the healing of our time. And it, because it looks at the whole. And with Angelic Reiki, you see everyone as perfect. Because, because even with all that flaws that we think we've got, we come into this life, our, our, you know, our higher self, our soul, everyone call it, is perfect. Whatever issues we have around us, that's perfect because that's what we're working on at the time. So, so you see everyone as a divine being that they're absolutely perfect and there's no judgment um, about them. And the energy is just so amazing. You know, I've, I've had um, uh, clients who've had Josiah Reiki and Angelic Reiki. Um, I've had students who have studied Reiki, but they've also um I learned angelic Reiki from me and they all say there's a big, big difference. And the angelic feels a lot more gentler, but powerful. Mm -hmm. I, th I think is, is the, is the easiest way because yeah, angels are beautiful energy, but they can be pre pretty strong minded if they want, you know, I was doing, um, I was, uh, uh, did an angelic Reiki, um, at a, um, holistic fair once and the lady, her friend was, was you no know, brilliant. She sort of like relaxed. We went into it. But when she sat down, she went, yeah, I had a bad experience with Reiki years ago. I'm not sure if this is going to work. And literally she had that. And, I, and I, was, I could actually feel her resistance to it. And then I, then literally the angel went, well, I'm going in. And literally I nearly hit her because I just felt this force of energy go, push me go and, and push it in turn. It was like, oh my God, because I nearly did knock her out with my head because I went that, that's oh, how wow. powerful they, they, you know, um, the angels can be. If they, if they want you to have that healing or that energy, they're going to give it to you whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, what a wonderful opportunity to be able to experience that because otherwise, um, you know, People don't know how to open themselves because, and, and I'd love to hear you speak to this, but you know, I, especially since working with you, I, you know, make a daily practice of, of asking my angels and guides to be with me, that I'm, I'm open to receiving their guidance, their help, their assistance. Cause I know they're there with me. I know they're here to offer guidance yet. I've, I've been told, and I've heard that you have to ask that you have to let them know that you're, you're open to receiving. Otherwise they you know, they, they just sort of watch and observe is my understanding. What are your thoughts on that, Ray, and how people can connect with these, these guides and spirits that are wanting to offer that what they can see, right? Cause they have such a bigger view than we do on, you know, they're in another dimension. They have all, you know, on another level. So obviously they see and know more than we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is a case of, um, yes, being open to, um, to, to the angels and speaking to them on a daily basis and asking asking for their guidance, um, you know, and but sometimes they will step in if they feel that there's, you know, that there's something you really need. Um, 
then they, you know, then they'll connect with your higher self. Um, or your higher self will connect with them and say, so you might not realise it, but your higher self is technically connected. Like that woman who came and had the angelic crakey with me. Mm-hmm. Although physically she was like, I don't really want this. Her higher self had called her to actually come and have it. So the angel, so although she in this lifetime, in her physical thing, didn't think she needed it, her higher self had said, um, come in and you can easily um, find out who you know because we all come come into life with a guardian angel you know an angelic being who's never had a human incarnation right um because obviously you can have guardian angels who were in this lifetime um you know who might look after you but um, when you're born you have one particular um guardian angel actually if um never had a human experience um angel and they're and they're with you, and you know they're with you all through all through your life, um, and you can you know and you can the easiest way is just in the morning say good morning good morning my guardian angel how are you today, good night my guardian angel oh my guardian angel can you help me find a parking space oh my guardian angel you know I've got got this issue you know what's going on and then you just silent and you just listen or see what information you get. And if you want to find out your guardian angel's name, then the most easiest way is just before you go to sleep when you're in a nice relaxed state, just say, guardian angel, have you got a name you'd like to to call you, um, that I could call you by? And then the first name, however mundane or how um, ethereal it sounds, that is the name of your guardian angel. And it may be that you may dream about it, you may wake up with it, or if you don't hear anything and you ask again, you may see a bill, uh, you know, a truck drive past with a name on it. And it's like, oh, that, that's my name. You know, it can be a mundane name. You know, I know someone who's got, who's got an angel um, calls himself Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know some, somebody else who um, has got Gladriel, you know, so it, 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 can, it can be anything. But sometimes they don't need to, because really they don't have a name. Mm-hmm. It's just as humans, we like to give things names. Yeah. Because, because it make it makes sense. It makes sense for us. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you know, morning guardian angel, how are you today? When you can say, morning friend, how are you today? <laughs> yeah, it makes it, it more personal and and yeah. You have a friendship, you have a connection mm. with them when you when you start to understand you know their name and more about them yeah um so right as far as you know when our angels are trying to offer us guidance is there some way that we're able to know know that and to kind of let our you know I don't want to call it your lower self, but if it's your higher self, that's kind of more attuned with the angels. It's our, this world self, I'll call it. That's very stuck on, you know, the physical plane. And like, I'll say for me, it's, you're stuck in your logic, right? So for example, I often have asked my angels and spirit guides to that and declare that I'm calling to my soulmate, that I'm, I want to find my, my love and companion in this lifetime. And I don't, always know <laughs> how to listen to their guidance. You know, for example, if I'm seeing somebody and I'm wondering, is this them? Is this a meaningful connection? Is this a positive connection or something I meant to move away from? Because sometimes I'll get a thought and I'll say, 
I don't like that thought. I'm going to ignore that. And it, you know, I'm like, well, what if that's my angels? And other times I get another thought and I think, well, that, you know, is that, so do you have any recommendations for how we can discern or sort of have more of a knowing about when something is angelic guidance or presence, especially yeah. when it comes to love? Cause I think a lot of people have that inquiry because love can be so challenging to know for ourselves, right? There's so much, there can be questioning and doubt in heart. It's there's so much at play, your emotions and feelings, but also your rational mind. And yeah. we want that sort of angelic guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, when, when you hear the guidance, it will be done in positivity and love. Mm. So even if it's something negative, it will come to you as a feeling of unconditional love and positivity. Um, and, and that's the easiest way to distinguish between your um, ego um, and anything else and um, angelic uh, guidance is, is, is the tone of it and how it feels, you know, if it, even if it's something bad, it still fills you with, okay, um, sort of like, it, it, it still feels positive. It doesn't feel dirty and horrible and um, that, because, because that really is your ego kind of like trying to give you the answer for that um, or, or whatever you might think it, it is. But when the answer comes in, um, even if it's a negative, it feels like a positive and it feels loving, sort of gentle, gentle, yeah, calm. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 just, it just feels a beautiful answer, even if it's a not, it's not, a, you know, it's not a, a positive answer. Like, you, you, you know, no, you shouldn't really be um, uh, in a relationship with him. You know, it's not going to be, well, no, you shouldn't be in a relationship with him, should you? You know, that's a bit stupid of you. You know, it'd be kind of like, you know, there's there's somebody else better out there for you. You know, this really isn't kind of like going to do going to do you any good. You know, it's your choice. But, you, you, you know, if you, if you can move on from that, and then that's the difference. It's, it's whether it's a positive negative or a negative negative, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. That's so helpful. Because um, again, I, I think that, well, I think that one thing that people often ignore and, and hide and don't share is when they feel a, a presence or a guidance that isn't necessarily themselves, but isn't they can't see it. They just sense it and they don't really know if it's safe to share about it or explore it. So they just kind of ignore it. So I think the more that people like you and the more, you know, live shows that talk about this, the more people can say, Oh, so yeah. that sense I've had my whole life was a divine presence. Um, which on that note, Ray, I'd love to hear, you know, if we could go back, if we could regress you a little to earlier in this lifetime, <laughs> <laughs> a little regression back to you know Ray. What, however, wh whether it was an early as young as childhood, but when did you first have this sense of oh, I'm you know, or was it within your family? Were you born into a, an environment where it was common to connect with angels and to know about spirits and guides and all of that? Or when did it come to you? And when did you? When did you embrace it as your work? Did you have a detour first? Was there you know another path, or have you always been on this one? Um, I have kind of like always been on this path, but I've not known I've always been on this path. Um, 
When, as I said, I was born into um, a, a family that didn't um, put any religion on or, or anything like that. Um, but my mum did do psychometry and palmistry and my aunt read tarot cards. So that was kind of there um, in, in the background. And my dad was quite happy driving my mum and me and my sister to spiritualist churches um, and, and that. So, so I was always working um, you know, so it's always spirits, spirits around, even if I wasn't really sure how, how I connected or didn't, didn't connect, um, with them. And sort of like through my childhood, you know, I dabbled in bits and pieces like runes and, and, um, tarot and, and various things, but I had quite, um, I still have got an analytical mind and I was one of those questioning children because I do have that, analytical mind which doesn't believe everything that, that I'm told and I have to question so I was always be but why can't or what because I've said that yeah but why and I'd have to dig deep into it but I was always fascinated by the stars uh, you know I got a telescope uh, um, as, as a kid to because I was so fascinated with the moon and the stars you know I even got a microscope set um, because I want to see how things work and in those days there was no health and safety. Microscope sets had proper sharp scalpels in them. And I've actually got a scar on my finger where I actually was cutting something and um, I, I sliced my finger. But rather than going, oh my God, I sliced my finger, my first thought was, oh, I can look at my blood under the microscope. <laughs> so, you know, that that's kind of like, so I've, I've kind of all had the practical scientific as well as the spiritual sort of like thing um, uh, growing up. But again, it's one of those things you get to teenagers, you know, you boys, friends, etc. You kind of like, yeah, I did little bits and pieces, you know, and I remember going to school and friends would cut out bits of their hair for me to give to my mum to do psychometry on them. <laughs> um, and that, and I remember they were doing an Ouija board once. I, I, I don't go anywhere near Ouija boards. Oh. Um, why not? Um, because you open up, um, unless you know what you're doing, you, you open up portals to other dimensions um, and you don't know what's going to come through oh. um, for, from there, which is why some people have really bad experiences um, with Ouija boards. But I remember at school, they were, they were doing it in the classroom and I'm like, no, I'm not interested in sitting around doing the board. And I didn't realise at the time, but now when I look back, I know why. They actually said, well, could you come and just stand in the room and make sure we're okay? And of course, at the time, I didn't think of it. But now when I look back, that's what I do when I do my work. I'm holding the space for people mm. to, to explore um, everything that, that's going on and, and keep them, you know, keep them in that safe space. And obviously back then, I didn't, you know, you just thought, yeah, okay, you know, I just, I just do it. But, but it, but, but you, you do, as you get older, you look, you look back at it, you look back at things. You know, I loved kaleidoscopes as I was a kid. Well, angelic Reiki is sacred geometry, which is what kaleidoscopes came, came up with. So I, I kind of like dabbled bits and pieces. And then um, I kind of like got into my twenties and I thought I need to, I need to go on a journey somewhere. Don't know where that thought came from, whatever, but I need to go somewhere by myself. Um, and I had a tarot card reading done by um, by somebody, 
and they said, oh, I can see you going on a, I'm going on a journey. I think it's Sri Lanka, somewhere like that. Um, so I thought, oh, okay, that, that sounds, you know, quite, quite, you know, spiritual, et cetera, you know, the East. Anyway, so I've gone on the Lonely Planet website and they were doing an article on Peru. And I didn't get past the article on Peru because I thought, oh, that sounds really, really interesting. Didn't think too much of it. Then a few days later, I've turned on the TV and there's the first thing that came on was Stephen Fry doing a documentary on the Peruvian bear. Mm. And because of my background, I kind of like automatically in my head, it went, oh, coincidence. So I ordered some brochures. I wanted to travel by myself, but I didn't want to travel by myself. I wanted to travel with a group of people of similar like minds. Um, but, but, you know, um, you know, the other people that were traveling by themselves or just with, with somebody else. So I got these brochures and I was looking and it's like, can't really afford this, you know, uh, you know, traveling around Peru, it's not cheap. Um, but then at the time, uh, my I had to remortgage because my mortgage offers run out and I had to get a new five-year mortgage. And between both lenders, they, they mucked it up. So they had to give me some compensation. And the money compensation I got was the exact amount of one of those brochures. Okay, I need, I need, I need to book this. So I booked it. And then just before I was due to go, the girl I was working with at the time, her grandfather passed away. And she was clearing his attic out. And when she came in the next day, she handed me what she'd found in his attic, an old Peruvian map and an old uh, Lonely Planet Peruvian guide. Oh, my goodness. And it's like there were 11 other people on this trip with me um, from Canada, America, Australia, Ireland, Europe. And all 12 of us just clicked. It was really amazing. It was like we'd all known each other. And it was one of the best experiences I, I had. And even our guide said he couldn't understand how tight we were as a group, especially on the second day, which is the hardest part. We all waited, encouraging all of us to go up. And he said every other group he's done, as soon as they got to the top, they've gone off to the tent to get refreshments. But we actually stayed and we encouraged everyone to, to come up. And then on the um, fourth day, when you go to watch the sun rise, um, obviously, sunrises every day, but that um, going through the sun gate, that precise angle of the sun coming up doesn't happen every day. It did with us. And in fact, it was so amazing and awe-inspiring that there must have been about 100 people up there watching it, including some children. And you would have heard a pin drop. That is how amazing it was. And then whilst we're walking about, I was standing on the platforms um, and as I've looked down, it's only a few seconds, but I flash back in time and there were Incans below me and I was addressing them. And that kind of like was, whoa, um, you know, where did that come from? And the past life I'd done, I was actually um, uh, part, part of the Incans. They, they did actually string me up um, and kill me, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Hey, I guess I didn't like what you had to say. What were you saying, Ray? Um, I, I think um, if, if I remember correctly, I think I'd um, got a prediction wrong and, and a few people died. So it's like, oh, dear. Sorry, you, you got to go. You, you got you got that wrong. But I came back to England and I was sitting in the office 
and it was an October day and um, you know by three o'clock it's dark it was a miserable day it was pouring with rain you know the wind was howling outside and I was sitting in the office and thought you know something I'd rather be sitting out there than sit in front of a computer and that kind of like um, switch the switch in me that I need to look and explore uh, um, something else rather than just doing office work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Angel's already part of my life and I can't tell you how they came in. It's just that they, they, they were, they were just, they were just, they were just there. But, you know, um, and, and I suppose it was, I noticed, I probably noticed them around about 2000. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's when I really know, you know, really noticed them. Um, but at that time, Doreen Virtue, Diana Cooper weren't really known. And especially in England, angels weren't really, you know, they were considered uh, to do with their own Christianity and Christmas. But that, that's what angels were. You know, I signed up to a Christmas catalogue so I could get angel ornaments. <laughs> and I had to order a book from Ireland, my first angel book from Ireland, because there was nothing in in England, now you just walk out down the road and every shop has got angels in, which is, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, But I started looking around and I came across Angelic Crakey, did my Angelic Crakey one and two. um, And then that kind of led me on to um, doing um, angel workshops with other people, angel retreats. Then I, then that kind of like led on to, um, I'd always been, uh, fascinated um well sort of like guided meditation so so that and obviously I'd, I'd moved from tarot cards to oracle angel cards um and I put and I prefer using I, I couldn't read a tarot I probably couldn't be able to read a tarot card now oh. because because they I don't resonate with them mm. um uh so you, you know I, I, I still kind of like know their meanings and everything but I don't really resonate I resonate more with angel oracle cards um and I'd always been interested in how the mind worked anyway and I remember as a child watching um a program which as a child I shouldn't have been watching called is a program in the UK called Tales of the Unexpected um and it had this really weird music it was it's really weird music and one of the episodes um involved Um, someone doing hypnosis and that person went into past life and she ended up speaking French from a past life. I mean, it's a bit dark and macabre because she ended up making her eat a candle thinking it was a banana. Um, Yeah. Not not exactly a child should be watching, but, you know. That stuff can get weird. You gotta, you gotta pick and choose, but (laughs) it sounds like it it inspired something and you or intrigued you. Yeah, yeah, it intrigued me. So I kind of like wanted to do past life, um, past life question. And then a friend of mine had done some um, hypnosis training and she wanted someone to practice past life regression on. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And that was absolutely amazing because I ended up going um, back to, um, the, funny enough, the 1700s, but I was a 10-year-old child in... Um, the Spanish French Pyrenees, very poor child, very sickly child. Um, I didn't have any friends, um, but I had a beautiful, but there's a beautiful garden. Um, and I literally remember sitting down with my back to a tree and my heart stopping, and I died as that 10-year-old child. I, I mean, it was so beautiful. I mean, I had tears streaming down my eyes. The 
um, my friend who's doing the regression, you know, her partner was there. So he was, you know, we were all sort of like had these tears. Um, and I did actually, you know, I actually felt my heart stop and it, it, it was, but it was beautiful. And there, it was filled with all these butterflies. Now, I've never worked out whether at the time there were loads of butterflies because it was summer, whether or not that's how the, my 10-year-old self, as she died, experienced it or whether it was because it's never my first life regression that um, my angel said, okay, we're going to make this easier for you to experience it. But, but it. but it but it was beautiful. And that kind of, you know, I really need to do this now. So I found the right um, uh, trainer to do hypnotherapy with. And, I, and rather than doing clinical um, hypnotherapy, I actually went with someone who's a bit more spiritual, and then I was thinking, oh, yeah, um, and, uh, and then I sort of like um, started studying past life regression. And then I came across future life progression. And it was like, that's the bit of the missing puzzle because they'd, oh, it always felt like there was something. Because it's like, well, if we can go back in time, then, then you know, what, what else can we do? And that's when I found future life progression. And um, I ended up, um, I ended up do, doing, doing that. So... Yeah, that's kind of like how it all, all, all sort of like came in, you know. And I'm, I'm sure at some point there'll be other things that will are, um, interweave um, in, in, into how I work. And now I'm kind of like, you know, um, I'm putting together a, a program, um, you know, a three month program that will actually help you find your life purpose using all those things because I because obviously they've worked for me over the years. And I can now put them in a combination, um, sort of like tailored to the, to, the, to the individual using everything from angelic Reiki, angel oracle cards, the guided meditations, past life, future life, hypnosis, whatever, whatever so they can find their, their life purpose and actually start living um, their, their life. Um, and of course, the thing we've, we've had with... Our, um, with, uh, you know, the isolation that's been forced on a lot of people. People, um, you know, have lost jobs or they've kind of lost direction. They're not sure what the future is going to hold, especially young people who've lost, a, you know, schooling, they've lost some of their friends and they're thinking, you know, where is my future going? You know, you know, if I've missed school, I'm not going to get those grades. You know, what, what can I go? And it's now trying to get future life progression out to those people to say, okay, there is a future and you can experience it. And if you can see where you're going and the steps to get to that future, then you can start taking those steps now and you'll see that there is, is a future. You know, I've been into the in 10 years into the future. Other people have been 10 years into the future. We are still here. Um, yeah. You know, the main thing that everyone has said is the air is so much cleaner. Oh, Oh, okay. I'll take that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone has said the one thing that's noticeable is the air is so much cleaner. Awesome. Wow. Well, that in and of itself is just fantastic. Wouldn't we all love to think that we're actually going to make some progress here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Well, thank you, Ray. Well, that is, is so cool. And, and what a beautiful gift to offer. Um, you know, as a therapist, I work often with teens and teens and young adults and you know, the, the pressure and the fear that they hold um, yeah. is just so, so troubling and so tragic because they're young. It's time to enjoy and have fun and not worry so much, but there's so much pressure that we put 
on our youth. So much pressure and fear instilled that if you don't get this, then you won't ever have this. So to give them a glimpse of actually you'll have something maybe then you different than you ever expected, but it'll be all your own. And, you know, I think anything that really encourages the, our youth to start thinking outside the box of possibilities, because we keep them in such a small box. We say, nope, there's only this one way that you can fit in. And if you don't, well, you know, yeah. And it's brutal. It's just really distressing for them. And so any work that's alleviating that and offering something different is beautiful. So I applaud you and I love it. And I can't wait to hear more about it and see that in action. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, the, the the more young people... Um, or even adults now who will actually start, you know, can actually start looking at changing yeah. where they're going, what they're doing and, w- and what gifts they can bring in and how they can benefit, benefit the world. Yes. Yes. Love that so much. And the program that you're offering sounds fantastic as well. So this is a, a one-off. It will be an individual who wants to go through like a three-month program with you or it will be in a group. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, no, it's, 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 it's an individual. It's, it's, it's one, it's one-to-one. Um, so it, yeah, it's very much personal and it's tailored to, um, each, each person. So, you know, there might be more angelic cranky or there might be more future life than somebody else, but, but it's, it's what, it's what, it's what that person needs to, um, to, to progress their life forward. And then they can, you know, take their step to helping, um, others, through their actions. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, they're going to be a healer or anything like that, but they, you know, they, they could go on and look at environmental stuff or working with some, you know, with um, changing education in, you know, children's education. You know, one lady I took into the future, you know, she had no children. She wasn't really interested in children. She knows she was, um, she worked in um, an office in a bank. And she went into a future lifetime and she saw herself teaching children, completely different way to how we teach children now in this lifetime. But, but it's a future lifetime where, where there's a different way of teaching children. Um, and that's why a lot of people, when they've gone into the future, education will change in the future, which is, which is, which is absolutely brilliant, which is why we need to yeah, You're giving me so much hope right now. This is beautiful. I want to... This is incredible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so she saw herself um, doing this teaching and when she came back, she actually decided that she was actually going to train to be a teacher to try and bring some, some of that stuff into today's education if, she, if, you know, if she possibly could. So as soon as people start seeing that and start bringing back, the quicker we, we get that, 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 that way of educating young people Mm-hmm. in a positive way that allows them to go on and be positive to others and enjoy life and be happy in life and be doing what they what their passion is what they love to do um and and that's and that's 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 what we all ultimately want in the end we we basically want to be living our life as passionately as we possibly can with unconditional love oh right You are so right on. Everything you're saying is making me just come to life because it's so encouraging. It reminds me that, you know, anything is possible and it's Mm. absolutely, well, I believe it's inevitable that the future is bright 
and love because all that you just described to me is a, the natural returning to who we truly are. Yeah. Because who we truly are is a is a beautiful soul being that wants nothing more than to express fully in every form, whether it's in this physical plane on earth or in its black hole lifetime or whatever lifetime it's in, it just wants to express. And we found ourselves on this planet where we've decided because we create our own beliefs, we create a reality. Mm -hmm. We've made rules around, it's not safe to express yourself. Yeah, And that goes against our absolute inherent nature. And it's put us in the quandary that we're in now, which is suffering and addiction and illness and all these things. But what you just described to me is like, if right now, if you see us as like this bud that's afraid to bloom, Mm. to me, when education starts changing more to empower and excite people to learn whatever they, whatever makes them feel alive rather than nope, here are the subjects you study and that's it. No, no, no. What, what makes them feel you know, inspired and empowered to do this learning and to bring something forth, right? What in yeah. what creative energies are they looking to tap into? Because that's what learning is all about. Um, yeah. And in a future where there's brighter, cleaner air, because we're starting to be more conscientious about how does how do we each affect the whole? Um, man, that's that's the future I'm excited for. And it may be a while, but just to know that it's out there. It's like, yes, because right now I think most of us are like, uh oh, where are we headed? Where like what's yeah, what next? Yeah. But I'm 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 on this team. I'm I'm on board with this of you know what? Let's because it, it's like the shamanic phrase, seven generations. Mm. Familiar with that term where you, you don't yeah. think about your lifetime, you think about what are you doing now that's gonna create the world that you want to see in seven generations for our children's children and their children. Um, And, you know, I think that's, that is what keeps me, keeps me excited. And that's the the work I want to do in this lifetime. And I know that's what my soul came here to do and has been coming to do. And, um, you know, I, I, the more you've been talking, Ray, what came to me is I would venture to say that you're so connected with the angelic realm because you are an angel because angels angels walk among us and truly, and not in like, Oh, I'm, I'm so wonderful. I'm an angel. No, it's that literally some angels are unseen and some have to be seen. They had to, you know, it's a big sacrifice to come into the physical plane into this density level. It's not always that fun or that pleasant. So some of them, the brave ones, you know, the courageous ones do that in this lifetime. And I feel that that's you. Um, And that's why you're, you know, connected and have this insight and are bringing forth into and can hand to hand work with others on this. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing the work that you do and being so courageous as to speak to it and follow it, you know, and not to shy away just because it's not always embraced, especially if you tend to also, sounds like you also have a science mind and we know that science and spirituality don't always mix so well right now in our current no, we, which is absolutely ridiculous because <laughs> they, they, they can actually work very, you know, extremely well together. They're, they're talking about the same things. They just feel they yeah. have different ways to describe them and determine them. Yeah, I see that the, the melding of those two worlds happening. It's already happening and continuing. Yeah, to yeah it, it is. And, you know, and it, and it is being, you know, not being afraid to talk about these things, you know. I'm I'm happy to be talking, you know, about. Uh, it doesn't matter who I'm who I'm talking to. I I, I mean, I remember once in a job um, I was in, and 
Um, you know, every job I've been in, they've, they've known I've been spiritual. You know, I was I was known as the witch, you know, because obviously I follow a pagan path as well. You know, so so that, so everyone's always known in, in my jobs. And I remember one boss, um, you know, you could see him rolling these eyes, you know, if we talk about unicorns or angels, you know, or stuff like that. And you could see him sort of like rolling his eyes, you know, whatever. But um, we had uh, Christmas, um, they had to do, obviously you do, we do Secret Santa. So you buy, a, a, so everyone buys a gift for somebody in the office, but nobody knows who the gift is from. Um, and I got a little collectible toy unicorn. Um, and he, he was actually sort of like quite proud that, you know, may, you know, dropped the hints that it was him that got me that. <laughs> and I think he was really surprised when I have gone because I, I keep it with me and I called it Harmony. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Thank you so much for this gift. And he was kind of like, and because I know subconsciously he had picked up that maybe there could be unicorns in the world. Nice. <laughs> you know, and that was me just talking about whatever I'm, whatever it is I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And I suppose, cause I do talk about it with passion as well. That probably does help. So I don't listen to anyone else. I just talk. And that's what we need. And that's what we need. And again, that's, that's my, you know, vision with, and the idea behind the concept of women waken is just allow it to waken, allow yourself to speak on this, speak on the world that isn't seen, speak of the world that you want to see and allow it to come forth. Cause it only will come forth when all of us let go of any fear and just speak, open that throat chakra and just say what you, what you know in your heart to be true, our sovereign truth, which isn't impacted by, you know, any structures that currently exist. It's just our deep knowing from our soul. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's beautiful that, you know, you're doing this podcast to help women to, to, to speak, to, to awaken, um, be, because yeah, the, you know, more of us, more, more, more are waking up, but there's many more that still need to be waken up, um, woken up and, you know, shows like this, you know, is what helps, what helps wake them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I believe in this lifetime, something, something is going to be the catalyst for, because, you know, as we, as we see so often now, you know, like the term viral, you know, something mm. go along very, very slow, but if it catches fire, you know, if it really just sort of takes on that, that momentum, it, it or like a domino effect, right. It just yeah. all of a sudden. And I think that we're nearing that in terms of mm people coming forward with this and connecting around this. And I think that we're going to see in this lifetime, whether or not it leads to drastic change, it could in our lifetime, but more so it's going to set off that chain reaction that will definitely lead us towards, you know, our ultimate reality, which is what your clients have been seeing. Yeah. Which is that world where we, our education system is, will be unrecognizable because it doesn't operate how it does now. And our political system, and I believe all these things are, mm. you know, our ecology and environmentalist, all these things are going to be, so different because we're going to shift our beliefs and our understandings around them. And we're going to see new possibilities that we haven't been able to see, but it exactly. doesn't happen until we expand, expand. If we're, if we keep working with the same data, we're never going to get anywhere. But when we open ourselves, that's when yeah. the real riches come through. So it's an exciting time. It's very interesting, Absolutely. very fascinating, a little disconcerting it can feel at times but I'm I've decided to just sort of surrender right just release mm -hmm. and just see you know know that I'm a we came here for a reason at this time 
to be a yeah. part of this movement. And we will know our, our part and how to proceed and let go of the rest, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Perfectly said. <laughs> wow. Ray, well, I am so incredibly grateful to know you, to have been connected yeah, it's to you. Yeah, to know you as well. And so thankful for the work that you do, that you've brought forward. Um, you know, people are, are going to be interested in, and rightfully so, in doing some of this work with you. I absolutely recommend the future and past life regressions. It's an amazing experience. The angelic Reiki, the um, hypnotherapy, all of it. Uh, it's brilliant. I would say do that package. Go ahead and go for it. Um, so when if people want to learn more, how can they find you, Ray? How can they get jump on this, uh, this these programs and offerings? Um, well, obviously, the, the easiest way would be my website, which is www.radiantangelenergy.co.uk um, is the easiest way. Um, obviously, that has all my contact details, um, my email address, you can contact me. You can also um, follow me on my Facebook page, which is Radiant Angel Energy. Um, my YouTube channel, Radiant Angel Energy, where I do put guided meditations in. There it is. And that's where they can watch the vlog. What do we call it? A vlogcast? We, we could do a vidcast. Vidcast. Vid, vidcast. vidcast. Yes, you can actually catch Whitney's one. Yay! Go to YouTube and, and catch Whitney's own show. That was so fun. That was so fun. And of course, do subscribe to my channel as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm on there. Subscribe. <laughs> um, well, Ray, I'm wondering if before we close... How would you mm-hmm. feel about pulling an angel card for us, for the listeners, for you and I? Yes, I, I can do. Just let me go and get my cards. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have um, got a deck of cards called Angels, Gods and Goddesses by Tony Carmen Salerno. Perfect. So, um, yeah, as, as you know, when I do the cards, I don't do the cards to predict the future. The cards are for what you need to know for your highest good at this moment in time. Um, so the past, when I work with that, is to heal from the past, to bring you back to your current time. And when you get to know your future, you bring back to the current time. So everything is always for the current time. So let's give them a cleanse. Nevertheless. What does Whitney and everyone who's listening to this podcast need to know for their highest good? What does Whitney and everyone who is will? Oh, we had two cards jump out on us. I'll take it. I'll take them. Okay. So we had Angel of Clearing. Your time of waiting and confusion will soon be over. Woo! (laughs) All right. And Goddess of Knowledge. Start to apply what you already know. Trust your intuition. Oh, my goodness. Woo! So it is, it is, it is, you know, it's very much what we've been talking about which is the way I love the way the cards um, all, all, all work on that. And it's a case of, you know, start doing that clearing now. Um, you know, it's it, the momentum is starting. Um, you know, the confusion is going to end um, at, su- at some point and you are going to be going on that, ju- on that journey and it's going to be sooner than you think, especially when you start to trust your intuition and start tapping into what you subconsciously already know, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what is in you, whether that, you know, and that's 
digging deep within you. And if you don't already know, finding what your passion is, where you, where you want to go. And when you start applying that and trusting the guidance given to you, time of waiting and confusion is over. And I feel it's going to be really quick. It's going to be very, very quick. It is moving really, really quickly. It is. It is. Well, everyone, I hope you, you heard that, took that in, because whenever you hear this is when it's meant to be heard for you. Exactly. Yes. And I'm feeling that, Ray. I'm, oh man, I needed that today. So thank you so much. That's such uh, a beautiful, that's such a beautiful, gentle, I mean, talk about the gentle guidance of the angels, right? Just a nice little, mm. you know, little squeeze on the shoulder, like, Hey, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's closer <laughs> than you think, which is always the message we like to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just just start doing a little bit of work. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ray, this has been such a delight. You are a delight. Um, oh, such a yeah. brilliant light angel in this world. And uh, I'm so excited that my listeners got to meet you and hear about you and your work and your life. And now they know how to find you and they shall. So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day in the UK. It's it's the nighttime. Yeah. It is, yes, yes. It's, it's um, but this, at this time recording, yes, it's nighttime here in the UK, and here we are moving into our afternoon in California. So, well, thanks so much for being on the show, Ray. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely, and thanks for pulling those cards for us and bringing. Uh, you're welcome. Gifts to us. Take oh, care. Thank you. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.